What's up, everybody? We're back. Episode two, The Last of Us. We're here. We're going to talk about this episode today. We're super excited to be back this week. You know, this year, we're really trying to get our content out for you guys, really trying to get involved. We're super excited, especially, again, it's a show I think we can all agree we really, we're really enjoying, right? Right? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. As always, I'm here with my two amazing other co-hosts. Here with Brian. How you doing, Brian? Marcel, I am doing fantastic. Another week, another great episode. I can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be a fucking blast. Yeah. And also, right next to him, my boy Joel. How you doing, Joel? Acoustic Avenger. What's up, everybody? I just want to say a um, little uh, uh, disclaimer. I kind of don't remember one of the characters, so this was uh, a good refresher for me. This episode oh. was wild. So, but let's get into it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think episode two again is is, is building onto, uh, onto how much we enjoyed of episode one. You know, we're still getting a lot of video game similarities, but I think mm-hmm. we're finally starting to get a little get a little bit of separation from from the source content, if we will, right? A little bit things changed, but again, I think that the changes, and we'll talk about it more in detail. But I think that these changes for the context of a TV show make a ton of sense, right? Uh, like I, I, I just rewatched in between episode one and to and up to this week. I rewatched the whole playthrough of uh, The Last of Us one, and it was really interesting to see. Um, Again, just all the similar similarities between the video game and the show and being able to kind of pick apart the differences that, that are there, that are present. And uh, yeah, I mean, I remember this part of the game very well. It's a very, you know, really good part of the game. Uh, and so seeing, again, those differences makes a huge, you know, it's really great to see. So I'm really excited about it. And I uh, can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. you said, this is like one of the pivotal like moments in in just like the story because like we're we're just like i know we're gonna go into spoilers but like this is the beginnings of the joel and ellie team up as it were Mm -hmm. you know and like you said uh, there's a lot of differences in the story but they all still kind of work and make sense um we're going to talk about this a lot, but like the, the intro to this episode is just another like really, really good place setter mm-hmm. for what you're about to jump into. And I hope that they keep kind of going on with this because it, it does such a great job of kind of, you know, explaining how the world is more, but then also just a great way to kind of prepare you for what you're about to see in this episode. And I, oh, I can't wait. I know. Before we get into spoilers, Joel, what'd you think? Um, it was good. That intro, I was like, wow. I like how they just, like you were saying, they're fleshing out the world and what's gonna happen and um the solution. Like they contact like a very well informed scientist. It's like, what do you do against an infection when XYZ don't work? And then of course she like drops the most uh, Well, we're not in spoilers yet. I, I I was gonna just skate the line here. I just she just drops like the ultimatum of ultimatums, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I talked to, I told you this weekend, Brian, when we saw each other, that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm really enjoying about the show versus the game is that because we're really flushing out the world, uh, like what everybody else was doing, you know, like we got a glimpse of the past uh, uh, in this episode in the very beginning. You know, last episode, we got a little bit of in-between stuff between Ellie and and everything that she was doing up to right before she met Joel and stuff. And it's just something that I really appreciate and I didn't think I would appreciate. Um, but again, you know, having just re- like the the playthroughs are fresh in my mind. So it's like I kind of I definitely know what's coming up, but because they're they're really flushing it out it's super nice to see you you get more intention out of it right like you see why people are the way they are you see you kind of you you resonate i think a little bit more with these people so um yeah i mean with that said unless you guys have any oh actually you know what psych uh did you guys know or did you guys see that since episode one and two there's been like a huge uptick in purchases for the last of us one i think it was like 300 percent or something like that so from what I heard, it was like three hundred and twenty some percent for part one, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if this was around the world or just like in the UK, but there's also a big increase in sales for the remastered version for the PS4. So like this nice. show is working for what yeah. <laughs> for mm-hmm. what it's slightly supposed to do as a vehicle for the property, um, but also even uh, for episode two, I believe. There was even an increase in viewership for episode two compared to the last week, which was already, which was already one of HBO's biggest, like premiere releases. Yeah. So do you do you think? I mean, uh, this all obviously it's opened up the world to a lot of people. It's made it accessible to a lot of people who probably would have never uh, picked up the game, right? And it's like, oh shit, I want to go back and kind of see what this game is about. Oh yeah, and you know it's it's just so perfect that just a few months ago we got the re-release of a part one for the PS5. Yeah, so it's ready so, and waiting to go. I'm even now like kind of like questioning. You know, I, I we talked last week too about this. So I was like, I don't like horror games. I don't play these kind of games. But I'm like, am I willing to brave this? And I think I might have to do that as one of my first uh, streams on uh, on a different channel, maybe. Maybe, maybe, but uh, we'll see. It's uh, I'm super excited. Yeah, I think the story is definitely well worth getting a little, you know, peeing your pants a little bit. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, if you're listening now, haven't seen episode two, I don't know what you're doing here. We're glad that you're here, but again, pause the episode, go watch episode two, and then come back and hit play on us. Because we're about to dive into some spoilers. We're going to move into spoilers. We're going to talk about the episode. We're going to spoil the episode. And now we're going into spoilers. All right, let's go. Episode two starts out 2003. We're in in Indonesia. You know, we're kind of seeing what's going on here. And we run into... uh, Is it Ibu? And I don't want... Excuse me if I'm butchering this name. But it's Ibu Ratna right she is a professor who specializes in mycology right yes and she has been called for her specialty which you know she is very confused because she considers herself to be so unimportant like have no say in like major bigger things mm-hmm. and uh we run into a body 
which they are claiming, you know, kind of looks like they've this person's laying on the table and they have right. a bite. Yeah. Yeah. Um just to like give them props, like even even before we get into like the meat of this little section, just props to the set design team for again well portraying very well just the era that they decided to choose like 2003 because um if you guys forget in 2003 there was the big SARS epidemic and what do you see when they start entering that um that facility you see posters about you know warnings about like what happens if you like contract SARS or something that are like the the warnings of like the SARS epidemic it's like bruh I don't know. I just appreciate the the fine details that people kind of would just like skim over, you know, because like reflect it's it's like twenty. It's been twenty years since two thousand three, so like who who is gonna like pay attention to that shit? So it's just kind of for me. It's just kind of cool that they are paying attention to like what was happening during that time. Yeah, really interesting. So you know, we see her. They bring her to. To, to an infection uh they bring it to a person who's been infected or has been uh has been uh, attacked by patient zero right? right and i think this actually takes place days before it hits uh texas and i think it's like i think the date is like three or four days before it actually is already in texas so at that point yeah. you just can't do anything right so, you know, she cuts in and, you know, looks at it and it looks like fungus and then opens the mouth and notices those tendrils sticking out, right? That was wild. Like, that looked crazy. She immediately, like, backed the fuck up. She was like, nope. And basically, you know, she's, ta- you know, she's talking to the, to the general or the military official there. And she's just like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. Like, you know what you can do? You can bomb this city. Just bomb it. That That is that's the solution just wipe it out like Bruh. and just and just like the the situation because legit like they, they're in the office and she's like sitting down the, the the lieutenant like gave her like a cup of tea and like she starts asking questions like oh you know uh like she would like the per like she was just a normal person working at the factory you know, pretty average, and then one day she just, like, goes ballistic and starts attacking people. You know, she, like, bit four people, and then, you know, they locked her in the bathroom to kind of keep her down, and then the police ended up having to shoot her and, like, kill her because she was out of control. And there's like, oh, yeah. And there's, like, 14 people still missing from the factory. And she's like, what the... And then it's like, okay... And it's like, how long has this happened? It's like, oh, this was like thirty, it was like, like thirty hours ago. So it's like a little over a day ago. And it's just like, okay, we need to bomb the city. It's like, it's like, what's the solution? Like, there's no vaccines for this shit. Like, you need to bomb the city right now. And like, you notice at that point, you know, before she even says it, it's like her hand starts to shake. It's like it's such a fine yeah. detail. Like this. Yeah, she's terrified. <laughs> Just puts down the teacup and he's like, "I would like, I would like to be as the driven, driven home so I can be with my family." Yeah, because like she, she knows, she yeah. knows that it's done. You know, they're they're fucked. But it's like, 
the only way you could possibly help stop the spread is just bomb the entire city. Mm-hmm. What? Well, so, what did you think, Joel? Like, like how? Like, how, I mean, how do you react to seeing something like that? Like, you know what you're looking at, and you know that there's no solution. Like, I would be the same. Just take me home. Like, I want to be with my family for as long as I can. This is it. Like, that's all we can do. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I just same way and just her visceral like you have to literally blow everyone up was, I, that just like hit me hell hard and you know, I want to see you know go see my family and it's like it, it, the finality of her comments I was just like fuck you know it, it, it really hit me and it was just like damn and then you know just, and then it cuts to the opening credits and it's just like boom you know <laughs> yeah it just throws and, you right in right and it was, oh, wow. and it was yeah I don't know if you guys like thought of this, but the moment when she heard like how long ago it was and like there's like people missing and she starts to realize, oh no, like we're we're fucked. Did you guys think back to the first episode when they had that opening of that interview from the sixties? Mm-hmm. And um having John John Han's character basically saying it's like, hey, if the if the fu- if the fungus decides to fucking evolve we're fucked. It's gonna do what it wants. Yeah, it's gonna do yeah. what it wants. And I just remember the moment which like she her hand started to shake and like put the like out of fear and like put the cup down. It's like in my brain, I was like, Oh, she's thinking about that. Yeah. Cause, Cause I'm sure like she that's her field. So I'm assuming I've at some point she had to watch that interview. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's just like very nicely building from the previous episode, and then it's just like there's nothing we could do. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah. just, it's such like it creates that like sense of hopelessness. It's like, and then of course you know you see what they did to all the other like cities. Yeah. Yep. So now we're back. We're back with the team. We're back with Tess, Joel, Ellie. They've just escaped from Boston, and uh, now joel wants to go back he wants to try to find another way to get this going he doesn't want it and in very joel fashion just is done with it doesn't want to deal with it doesn't want to do anything and uh you know tess i think finally coming around and really believing that ellie is not infectious and that she is immune is uh is trying to convince joel otherwise and of course you know well, you know, what are you going to do? So they kind of decide and say, all right, well, you know, Ellie knows that she was supposed to take, be taken west. That's all she knows. There's a camp out west that I need to go to. So that's where we're going. Um, and Tess, you know, take, convinces Joel to go. Yeah. It, I just want to I just want to point out the, the hilarity when um, they decide to eat and like <laughs> Tess and Joel are just like eating like some of the, like like just like, eating some jerky and stuff and all of a sudden Ellie pulls out this like fucking nicely made chicken sandwich yeah. that probably Marlene fucking made or some, one of the fireflies made for Ellie. It's like what the fuck? She's it's like how long was that in her bag? <laughs> and you know cuz like you, you have to imagine that stuff doesn't like what's the shelf life on like chicken, you know? Yeah. It's like how it's like how long were you expecting that to last for? I don't understand. I'm sure it was from like I mean I'm I can't I think it's only been a couple of days. I mean I'm it can't be that much longer. It's probably 
fresh enough, you know, from from when when she was given that sandwich. So, yeah. hey, man, it's the apocalypse. What do you do? Right. Uh, so, you know, we venture out. We kind of see, you know, the major city, you know, they, they saw that the city got bombed. And Joel talks about how they had bombed every major city, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, talk about like crazy action, right? Like all of a sudden, like, you know, San Francisco, oh, this is going on. Oh, we guess we got to bomb it. Like, bro, just just imagine, like, if that were to happen, <laughs> how, how, it's like, I can understand, like, a whole bunch of places like getting carbon bombs like just imagine what you would have to do to like big cities like that Mm -hmm. to even think that you've made a dent in the spread Mm -hmm. but just like the this the overall shot that they've like gave like this whole city right because this is like it's like you're looking at boston or like what used to be boston and so it's just like okay you know, um, a little shout out to just like, again, because uh, I believe they filmed all of this in Vancouver. Um, mm. they, it was they filmed in Canada. Some stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, of course, there's a little bit of, of green screen work just for like the destruction. But it's like they they pretty much used a lot of practical stuff for these shots and just like the blending of just like the practical and then like the this green screen special effects just works so well in this scene yeah it it was terrifyingly beautiful Mm -hmm. if i could say i i think that's like the best way to describe a lot of like what the last of us is it's a terrifyingly beautiful like scenery yeah yeah and so you know we're we're heading along and in this whole process you know for us now there you know it's supposed to be a 10 minute walk but you know with the buildings and the destruction and everything the way it is of course it becomes a huge it becomes a much bigger like trek right now you got to go up a building and over a building and stuff and so you know they're walking you know ellie's talking about you know how she was infected and how long it was and how she was like the only one that survived from her friends and that she's just always been like an orphan right so, uh, you know, curious again that the city kind of quiet, not really nothing going on. Pretty, pretty chill, you know, all things considered. <laughs> you can say that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we finally hit the first, the the hotel part, right? And I laughed really hard at this scene because I thought it was going to be, uh, um, uh, you know, like she's over here making a ton of noise. Like well, she's ringing bells and stuff, and I'm like, dude, hey. like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I thought that was like, oh man, like, uh, uh, yeah. And she, is this just be? She's just being a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and was this the scene also where she talked where they're where it's kind of flooded? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is right pretty- before they go up to build. Yeah, so this is pretty much one of those scenes that was kind of taken from the game where they're going into the hotel and like Ellie's fucking around a little bit, but then you come to the realization where uh, you know, some of the, the bottom floor is flooded. Mm-hmm. There's water. And then that's when Ellie's like, Oh, I don't know how to swim. 
So I, I was waiting for like the I was waiting for the scene where you know where he grabs the palette in the video game and has to like drag it and it's just like clunky, you know. I was waiting for him to do the palette stuff, which I thought was really funny. I'm wondering if we'll get something like that farther along in this game. Oh, probably. But I I just loved um the part where Joel's like figure it out and like he he purposely does like this motion being like, hey, this is how high the water goes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, right when she rings the bell, uh, my wife actually jumped with that little skeleton. It came out. Oh, my God, really? That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and so did my sister. Uh, I just want to say, though, I really love the overgrowth. Like, they've done that so well with the, we're talking about the city and how, like, beautiful it looks. And even, like, the animals inside the hotel. It's like, oh, that's a nice touch before some bad shit happens. So I just, you know, good job, you know, set design and everything. And, Oh, man, yeah. like that first little jump scout was like, nope, this is not it. <laughs> They're making too much noise. There's gonna be something later. <laughs> Just, I was like, it's almost like it was meant. Like it was almost like a, something was supposed to happen there, right? Like right. they really set it up really well. Um, so you know. Uh, there's this brief moment when they're kind of kind of climbing up the building, trying to kind of trying to figure a way out of it, where Ellie and Joel kind of start to talk to each other a little bit, try to mm -hmm. kind of talk about. You know, uh, you know, uh, Ellie asks Joel about having killed the infected before and, you know, kind of asks about, uh, you know, any type of regrets, especially like with the guard that they just killed, you know, like the night before or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting to see again, like this, this relationship building that, uh, that, that really, I mean, again, with the game and stuff, it really does blossom um mm -hmm. in in really in a really great way which we're, I'm super excited to see especially since if season 1 is all of part 1 we still there's still a lot that needs to happen um oh, yeah. uh so much so um yeah, um, <sighs> yeah. Uh, sorry i just uh, i just wanted to bring this up um i love how cuz i believe neil druckmann is the one that directed this episode but they mm -hmm. even did. They even did this in. Uh, Craig did this in the first episode too. But even though um, they've had to change this because you can't have like gameplay in a TV show, they're mm -hmm. still finding ways to kind of insert some of those um, game mechanics into their scenes. Are you talking um, about the loading? The loading scene when he's moving the bookcase. Well, when he's moving, when he's moving the bookcase from the door when they're leaving uh, the resting place, or like before this scene, is because um, Tess had to go through some rubble to kind of open up a try to figure out a way through, and you have Joel doing the like boost up thing, which is something like you always do in the game. You like boost up yep. Ellie or you boost up Tess, and it's like they they keep finding ways to like put in a little bit of like gameplay mechanics into into the show, but it works. It's great. I'm always like, ah, ah, ah. He, they press triangle or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever control it was. Um, I'm still waiting to see Joel throw down his backpack and craft something real quick. I'm he, still waiting he, for that. Put a shiv together. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, are you thinking you're going to stream this game or are you going to play, or are you going to try to play it like on your own? Um, I, m My wife and I are going to play it together. So that's going to be fun. We'll probably record it and at least stream parts of it. Cool. Um, and uh, as I said earlier, like, I don't remember a lot of tests. I know we're going to get into it. So this for me was was super fresh. As far as I remember, I definitely remember the Joel and Ellie parts, like 
for sure but this episode i was like what goes on and what happens later and it's just some stuff that really falls into place and yeah she was a part of this for the first couple hours of the game actually like maybe the first two hours or something of the game like she was in it for a decent bit in the game pretty much after the whole situation in the past with uh sarah like once you do that time like time forward you're with tess until you know late later on like we'll be talking about in this episode but like that whole chunk of the game you're with tess pretty much all the time yeah so for me this was super fresh like i either i didn't see it or i forgot so just seeing their three interaction was just super interesting and again like we we you know when when he lifts tess up we get that first, like you were saying Marcel, that first interaction of joel and ellie with what's to come and then in the back of my head i was like what the fuck <laughs> like i'm just like the, the the gears are spinning i was like wait a second but uh i'm not mistaken is the next part the museum right is that yeah we'll get there uh so you know they they get outside and this oh, is yeah, when Tess yeah. mentions right. about like the the cordyceps and stepping on like on, on a piece of it will Dude, will uh will attract others, right? Now is this a and and I know I just watched the, the, the playthrough, but is this a deviation from the game? So um this 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 whole theory about like the network of the cordyceps. Mm-hmm. It is all TV show. So this this is something they didn't actually really touch on in the game. But I don't know. For me, this is like really cool and interesting. And it's like, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I kind of wish it was in the game. I mean, who knows? Whenever whenever part three comes out, they might do something with it. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this but it is, makes it makes sense, right? Well, like it makes it, perfect it, sense. And for how they had to change what the the infected are yeah it makes them even even more terrifying because it's like oh yeah. if, if you fuck up in one little instance a whole horde could just be coming at you because like the yeah. whole idea is like you you fuck with a pe- you fuck with a piece of like the fungus in one area and it'll send a message like miles away to mm-hmm. like a whole horde and they'll know where to go and they know where to find you and they'll just come running so, you know, knowing that and kind of seeing how it plays out in this episode, uh, I would much rather be in the Walking Dead universe <laughs> than in this universe. So <laughs> that's like, thank goodness. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a little bit of foreshadowing for what's about to happen. Now we go to the famous encounter, which every person who's played this game, I'm sure had a really hard time with. It's, uh, you know, they hit the museum. It looks like it's overgrown, but they're like, fuck it. We have no other way around. Um, and they're getting through, you know, shit's going. And then they hear that clicking, which, you know, again, oh if God. you've played this game, if, you, if you're if you a fan of this game and you know what happens, this is your first encounter with a clicker. And uh, I remember a lot of playthroughs where uh, it took some people some time to get through that. Again, clickers are blind. They can't see you. Mm-hmm. They can hear you. And their clicking is like bat echolocation. Oh, no. Kind it's of a, ex- except it's cooler and terrifying. So yeah. this is definitely something out of Dr. Morbius. Best movie ever. 
So, you know, they're... <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Tron 3 over the here. Episode. I think we're done. <laughs> um, all right, and, we're done. Uh, all right, we're done. Um, <laughs> so tell me, guys, what was... Well, what did you guys think about the clicker design? What did you guys think about the sound design? I, I thought it was, of course, me being me, I thought it was all amazing. Great costume work. It was great sound design. It was... Man, it was so good. Perfectly well executed. Honestly, uh, this it it was as awesome as it was terrifying, and I'm glad they just brought it to life. And um, what they do with it was was dope too. But Brian, you you've experienced it more than us. Let us lend Bro, us your. I was, I was having flashbacks. Like <laughs> they the clickers were so good in this in this episode. I'm so glad how they turned out because I legit was watching this whole this whole sequence and I was having flashbacks of like me playing playing Last of Us uh for the first time and just like experiencing that like terror of like okay I need to like be as quiet as I can to get through or like figure out a way to like take them out or just like sneak by. Um but the moment I was like all in on what they're doing with the clickers it was the moment where they're all kind of like hiding behind like a display case and then you see the one kind of come from like in the background and you can kind of see it like walking around and the moment it did it's like not really like a yell but it made it made that loud noise and like it was mm -hmm. it was lurching forward with his arms back and i'm just like bro it's just like the bit it's like it's just like the clickers <laughs> it's like in action and like in fucking real life, it's like the clickers are here. They're real. Um, now, Marcel, I mentioned before we started recording, I had some fun facts, and um, I have two for this particular uh, sequence. So, according to uh, the companion podcast, um, the design team for the show, um, the clickers w was one of the first things they started working on. Like, even, like, before, like, shooting was, like, happening, like, the clickers were, like, um, they're, like, main priority. Yeah. And I believe I, I'm probably misremembering, but I believe they said that they went over, like, maybe, like, 50-so designs when they are testing it out. And then they ended up actually going back to, like, more of a, um, like, the original design almost to, mm -hmm. like, uh, like, a T. And yeah. pretty much what you saw was all practical. Nice. It, what we like it, to see in TV. And mm -hmm. it, it was just wild. And um, another fun fact is that apparently they got um, some actors that were big fans of the game to come play the role of the clickers. And so it's like they were just big super fans of The Last of Us. So like they were able to actually fully just get into the character and like do all the clicker things that they did it so well. Um, they're also um, that scene I was just talking about when they're on the, the glass, like the, mm -hmm. and then um, Joel is like motioning to Ellie. It's like, Hey, be quiet. Like they they can't see and stuff like that. Apparently that was a reshoot. Interesting. Cause originally remember before, uh, when they're on the um, the overpass, mm -hmm. like on the freeway, 
and they're mentioning is oh, I heard there's like some of them that uh, you know, have really good hearing. Like they almost have like bat, like bat, like hearing, you know. And they're kind of referencing like the clickers, right? Yeah. Apparently, they originally thought that was enough information to have people understand how the clickers work. And then after some screen testing, they realized that no, there's some people that are going to have that go over their head. So they had they had them come back into the studio to film that scene to have Joel just like motion to Ellie. It's like, hey, you know, watch out! Like they they can hear really well. That's just I I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It's just yeah, like, I mean, such such a tiny little nuanced motion, but it, it like really helps with understanding the danger that you're in, right? Like you can oh, yeah. see like what's going on. And and kind of back to that really quick, back to that kind of overpassing. They also touched on the ones that spit stuff. Oh, so I was like, ooh, we're gonna get bloaters here. Bloaters. Probably next episode is the is the yeah. bloater. So you know, that's a big that's a big chungus right there. That's a big guy. Um and so that'll be interesting to see too. I wonder how pro- how much practical work is gonna be for that. Um so in the midst of that first clicker fight, we find out uh, Ellie's been scratched, right? And everybody starts to freak out, freak out as as Joel. Of course, I mean it's pretty natural. I mean you've been dealing with this for twenty years. Of course, you're not just gonna let it go by the wayside, right? Mm-hmm. So they wrap her up, and they're gonna keep an eye on her. And just <laughs> the line that she says is like, "Well, if it had to be any of us, <laughs> might as well right. have been me." Oh my gosh! And then she starts like <laughs> acting like she's turning. And it's like, really? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I really hate that Bella Ramsey's getting as much hate as she's getting for playing this character. She's doing such an amazing job, guys. And she fits the character so well. And, you know, her character in later in Game of Thrones was such a badass. Like, why wouldn't the, Ellie Lady is such Mormon a badass being. character? Yeah. Why what? Like, why wouldn't she be the same character? Like, she's a great actress. She's doing such a good job. I just want to throw it out there that I that I hate that she's getting as much hate okay. as she's getting, but people are going to bitch just because she doesn't look like the character from the game. What are you supposed to do? It's just a bunch of internet bros, you know, complaining to complain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So now we've reached the state house and this is a total opposite direction deviation from the game, right? In the video game, uh, Joel, I don't know if you remember, but in the video game, rather than there being the infected that, that, that are at the state house, it's actually Fedra agents that catch up to them and it becomes like this huge gunfight, right? So, you know, they the infected are coming, they rush into the state, they're they see all the fire all the fireflies there are are dead, right? They're dead, they're infected, you know, whatever. So they just kind of run into the state house, you know, they're they're just like holding on to this little bit of hope that there's still people alive inside, and just everybody's dead, right? Everybody's oh, dead. So wild. And this scene is uh, so game accurate. The, the the discussion between Joel Tess about Ellie and her immunity. Uh, of course, Joel finds out that Tess is infected. So in that whole scuffle with the clicker, she ends up getting scratched or bit or something like that. Like it was right, gone right, right, right here, right in her shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And we find out that it's already starting to spread. Like we see that it, she's already like a goner. Yeah. And Ellie, nothing. She's totally fine. 
and it's that reality that maybe she is actually immune that maybe there is some hope for uh for ellie and coming up with cure or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so uh as we reach the end of the episode we start to realize you know tess is gonna stay she's not gonna go you know we see all of the infected start to rush the uh the the state building and she's just like you need to go like you need to take her you need to finish the job right Mm -hmm. um and and so begrudgingly of course joel takes ellie and they take off and you know the infected barge into the building and we see this really crazy scene which at first glance you know is very kind of like what is like what is happening here right now like why like the you know the the this the infected comes up to tess and like sticks his tendrils in her mouth and i think a lot of people had a really interesting reaction to this but i also kind of saw a lot of i saw a lot of in really kind of interesting takes on this scene that i kind of wanted to touch on okay but so tess and so I'll, I'll, I'll jump back to that but you know tess uh tess sacrifices herself you know joel and ellie are outside and then the whole building blows up right and then you know that's that's the episode um and uh you know episode three we're, we'll see what happens with uh with bill and that whole stuff, which was, a, again, a really fun part in the game, just Joel interacting with other people in the world is always fun to see. Mm-hmm. But um, just really quick, again, I just want to talk, you know, about your thoughts about that thing at the end, uh, that, like, weird tendril in mouth kiss thing with Tess. Like, how did you guys feel about that? It's a very different way to kind of approach that. Just wanted to see kind of how you guys felt about it. Go for it, Joel. Um, I just thought it was interesting how there are um, infected, like, running past Tess at first, right? They don't even notice her. And then, you know, there's as more trickle in, they, they do notice her, but they don't just straight away attack her. They're kind of, like, hesitant. So I'm wondering if they kind of knew she was almost already, like, succumbing to the infection. And then how that one infected approaches her and kind of just you know, reaches into her with the tendrils and stuff. Like it like I'm essentially like hastening the process probably mm-hmm. to like convert. Uh that's the thought I had. And it's just we see it like in real time. Like I guess with that connection it, it multiplies like a thousandfold like the takeover, right? Cause, you know, she's like flicking the lighter. She's losing control. She can't drop it right away. It's getting harder. But eventually, you know, with all the gas they spill and everything, it goes through and, you know, takes everyone with her. Uh, I, I just thought it was interesting. We haven't seen something like that. At least I haven't. Um, like the hive mind uh, infection, like methodically, like oh, we need to convert this thing super fast. Like th- th- this needs to happen quickly, as opposed to oh, you know, they're not fully one hundred percent kill them because that's usually it, right? Even if you're bit, the zombies still finish you off. It doesn't matter. This was more like, oh, another one for our army, you know? That's exactly. That's so great. here that that was kind of where I was getting at a little bit. So everything that I kind of saw was that the reason it didn't it didn't attack Tess was because Tess wasn't attacking them, right? So it became this thing that they are going to attack whatever is trying to destroy like the brain trust, right? If you're killing, if you're killing one, I can only imagine with with how this works that it that it could probably affect 
everything else, right? Like if one feels pain, does like every clicker feel, or does every infected feel pain? Who knows? We'll find out. But uh, she didn't fight back, right? So it was just kind of this like, oh, we're assimilating you just because now you're you've you've kind of just given up so you know just like eh, you know we're kind of kind of speed up the process or whatever but i thought that was really interesting that they that that infected came up to her looked at her didn't attack or try to kill her or anything and then just kind of you know then you know the building blows up so we don't see what happens but mm-hmm. uh i i love that i i thought that that was a much more interesting way to kind of have Tess kind of killed off versus her fighting off like the Fedra agents and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, boy. See, seeing that scene like for like first time, it was so bizarre. It was not what I was expecting, but I actually, I'm actually kind of on the side that thought it was actually pretty interesting. Um, like you say, like all all the all the uh, the runners are like coming in, and they're like they're rushing like into the mute like the the whole building, but then you have that one that like stops and like turns, and like he's kind of like in a, in the soft focus, so it's like you see you see it stop and just turn towards Tess, mm-hmm. and then like you say it's not running, it's not kind of like attacking, it's just it just like comes closer to Tess. Um, and then, yeah, I, I can understand why a lot of people um, were kind of weirded out by that scene just because of how, like, weird it was. And it was like, sure. so, like, out of out of nowhere, you know, it starts, like, <laughs> pretty much, like, making out with Tess and, like, you know, sp- like, spreading the infection even more. Um, but... Uh, it was just so weird because it's like the the lighting they put onto it, so it made it look like it was like this weird like it was a weird romantic exchange, like a, like, a, <laughs> like it was like a peaceful moment, but at the same time it was just like so terrifying. And I think it adds on more to the idea of how threatening this whole situation is, just like how these infected like operate, and like you said, like. You know they they shot the one they shot the one infected that sent a signal out to all of them to come towards this building and like ru- like rush everybody in it, um, and then of course Tess like you know knocking over all the the canisters of like gasoline and like putting grenades all on the floor, um, and then um, having that lighter and trying to light it and it's not working it's not working they start rushing in and like she's kind of backed into a corner. Um, and while this one's like slowly just like infecting her more, it's like you can tell that you know she's trying as hard as she can, but you can tell that it's starting like to take hold, and like that last like that last chance effort, like the last chance she had before like her, the infection just completely took over, she able to got the light and just like drop it, and then the whole thing bursts in the flames and like explodes. But um, the I'm gonna I'm gonna keep like going back to the, the companion podcast. Um, I still say even though you know, you listen to this podcast, but also listen to that podcast as well. If you really like the show, um, they actually go like Craig and uh, Neil Druckmann uh, actually go into like that whole sequence of like mm-hmm. just how weird it was. And it's like 
it's like how they made it like this beautiful, bizarre, terrifying kind of like like scene. Definitely. And they're talking about like why why weren't they just straight up just attacking her? You know, if they're like they attack things on sight. And it was kind of like Joel, Joel, you're actually trying, you're actually getting to the kind of point that they were making, where it's like they don't attack people that are just there and like they're just will, just like they're willing to give in, because the the fungus, like the infection, they want to get more people infected and right. like add yeah. on to their numbers. So if people are running away, they'll run and attack them, you know, because they're resisting. But she's there. She's already infected, but she's not fighting back. So it's like, you know, they're just like willingly just coming to her and just like, okay, you're one of us now. Like, we're going to make you one of us. Um, but Marcelo, I actually really agree. I kind of like this more than the game. Yeah. Because yeah. the show is how the show pivoted away from having Fedra be more involved. Because in the game, like the Fedra is like so involved in the beginning half of, of the whole game where this one, you know, federal was there, but they're not the focus. They're really trying to make an effort to have like the clickers and the runners and the other infected be the more focus or the, the bigger threat at this point in time, which is, I think is a great move because it, it helps the viewer, like even people that aren't familiar with like the property to, you know, see how terrifying this world is and seeing how big of a threat that they can be mm -hmm. and like if like i know you guys really haven't like played the game like like thoroughly you've seen the gameplay but like in the game like yeah you run into clickers every now and again you run into runners but you only see really big threats like every now and again in the game as far as infected yeah. go the other times you're fighting you're fighting other people and I'm sure we'll probably yeah. get. I'm sure we're gonna get that in in the show, but I think it services the story more if you show how big of a threat this infection can be, and having this scene with like, like Tess, I feel like was such like I know people are going to disagree, but I I truly believe this was actually like a really like interesting way to have her go out like knowing that she's infected and she her time is very limited you know having mostly the same kind of scene of her telling Joel it's like hey you need to fucking wake up ellie might be our chance and um just you know going out in that blaze like literally in a blaze of glory literally maybe, maybe, yeah. I know maybe glory is a little bit too much because you know the whole situation isn't you know glorious at all. It's it's fucking terrifying, but um, the the whole pacing um, for the most part, besides like the whole switch between Fedra and the infected, it was mostly the same. The one thing that is a little different that I appreciate the show is doing, um, it really seems like they're going way into the show not tell. Because in, in the game, um, you know, um, Ellie doesn't get, like, cut again. Yeah. That that was something just for the show, because in the show, uh, Tess is able to pull, like, look at this. Like, this cut isn't getting worse. You know, look at this. Like, 
it's already all fucked up and it's barely been like an hour you know yeah. like i i am dying she is fine she is like our hope to maybe you know have a better future or at least have something good happen for once um and i know i'm kind of like bogarting this whole like se- this section right now but i kind of wanted to pull back a little bit because there is a scene that we didn't talk about um it's a scene after the museum when they're on the rooftop mm-hmm. and they have to take that little like plank bridge over. And if you played the game, you kind of figured it out at this point, but like, that's like the sequence where te- Tess gets bit off screen and you can kind of see that's where her demeanor starts to change when they're on mm-hmm. that rooftop. And, you know, Joel is being like his pessimistic self, being like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like that was fucked up. It's like, I don't know, you know, what are we going to do with this now? You know, should we just go back? And like Tess actually like snaps on him. Mm-hmm. He's like, Joel, can we, can we just, you know, have a win for once? Can we just like, please like have this? And like, you could see that Joel was like, kind of like taken aback a bit. It's like, oh, fuck. But it's because Tess was already in that mindset. It's like, I need to get these guys to where they need to go yeah i i like i'm not gonna be here for that much longer i need to make sure that they can get away and um of course you have the whole sequence on the rooftop with joel and ellie and it's like very sweet and that that was pretty much shot for shot like the game it was like a really nice scene but it's like having tess go from that gruff like oh you know i'm just like making making my way through life be the best i can to having that kind of hope again and like really making an effort to be like, Hey, something good can happen. Let's try to make it happen. I just want to say for me, not remembering that definitely that transition where they, they're going to walk that little plank. I was like, Oh, something's off. Like Tess is totally like, it's a big pivot. And I think for those are familiar, right. It was like, Oh, we know what happened. And I think for me, I was like, did it like for, for those who, so it, it was a good little transition and when they're about to go down the ladder i was like oh game transition <laughs> they, you know, they show them going down and i want to say uh, a couple more things before we go back but they were in front of the state house a couple times i thought actually the episode was done i thought it was like wow we got the clickers we're done but no i was like oh we're gonna keep going i was like oh shit so i definitely was like oh here we go here we go and then uh just that ellie calls it out you know, I think they're really showing. I mean, she's already smart, right? But like, she's on it. She knows what's going on, and you know, she's gonna be like a great, you know, companion to Joel. You know, whether he like he knows it or not. And I just can't wait to see the the more original things they're gonna do. It's just it's just done so well, and I felt like I was really spoiled with episode one. We got eighty minutes of it, and it was good, right? And I just so good. And another one of our friends was telling me he. You know, he's played, the, uh, you know, shout out to Nate. He's played it. He said, like, for that scene with Tess, it was a bigger emotional payoff, too, yeah. than what we got in the game. Yeah. And luckily for you, episode three will also, I think, be 80 minutes long. Um, and they're also, yeah. for everything that I'm seeing, is episode three will also have a huge deviation from the game. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to really break away now from kind of the source material. So I'm really excited to see what what it's gonna what they're gonna do. I mean, we got we have some great characters coming up. Uh, probably one of my favorite characters in the game, and um, 
yeah i can't wait to talk talk about episode three next week but we did it guys episode two there um if if you'll if you'll enthuse me marcel i do have one more fun fact um go for it please at least for this episode um so that whole final sequence in the state room or like the the state the building house um that was filmed on a soundstage and that entire room was all practical very nice nice i love that and then um Oh, and one thing I just remembered, kind of continuing on with like this whole like set design kick. Um, in the first episode, they, the the whole town in Texas. So apparently, when they're filming this in Canada, they actually bought um, uh, property and bought houses huh. from pe- from people in town to film in, or like at least like to rent out to like film in. And then the rest was built on site. So they literally built a neighborhood to film that intro scene on like wow. outbreak day. But yeah. So wow. So they're they're doing they're doing things right. They're they're doing what they can to make it practical, and it and it works. Like this show mm-hmm. looks fantastic, and boy, I knowing what what's coming up in the future, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I know there's definitely a few very important key game moments that are that I can think of right now that I'm not going to talk about today because they just are huge major parts of this game and and I just don't want to even get into that until we get to it in the show. But there are definitely some scenes that I can't wait and I kind of hope that they do touch on. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens. A couple more episodes, guys. We're doing it. Oh yeah. But uh <laughs> thank every thank you everybody for hanging out with us today. Uh my name is Marcelo. You can find me on Twitter at M90 Plays. Joel, where can we find you? Bad Mech Monster Mine on SoundCloud and Spotify, also Acoustic Avenger on Twitch, Acoustic Avenger on Twitter. The I is replaced with a one. Brian? And Brian, where can we find you? Well, you can find me pretty much anywhere at Brian Saber. But on Twitter and Instagram, it's Brian underscore Saber because someone beat me to it. So thanks. Thanks, whoever that was. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening. From all of us here at United We Nerd, keep on nerding. We are Cordyceps. We are one. Ready.